0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to
1: show. I like show better than podcast.
0: To the secret podcast,
1: and you're not supposed to be listening to this.
0: And remember not to tell anybody because it's a secret.
1: Shh, it's a secret. Shh. Hello, I do not have my microphone, so I am in my parents' kitchen. Uh, currently on a little kind of vacation uh, in the Midwest. So this is going to be a real short. Sorry, I did not do a podcast yesterday. It's a little bit of things going on. Clearly, what I just talked about, but this week will be mainly comprised. Compi- com- mostly be Kyle Gandhi. Now he's actually you know done some some done some leg work here, and he's uh, submitted a couple podcasts so that this week can be filled out. There might be some guests from what you've heard, and there are some guests that you haven't heard, but I want to wait to give them a proper intro, so probably next week. But Kyle actually has some very fantastic podcasts, as they always are. So please enjoy Kyle's podcast. I believe this one is on Magic the Gathering. Bye. Submit me a podcast. Thank you. Bye.
0: Hello. It's me again. It's Kyle. Um, Yeah, thanks, Bo Burnham. Uh, Watching your special literally gives me no excuse to not turn in an episode every day. So here's my attempt to keep up with that regimen. This episode is going to be about Magic the Gathering. It's a fantasy strategy card game. Um i don't really do much research before i do these topics so i don't know i i think i read somewhere and what i mean by read somewhere is i looked at a comment on reddit and i think somebody offhandedly mentioned that the people that made dungeons and dragons also made magic the gathering um so from just that standpoint um you know the game is legit like it also how the f like that's creating both like coke and pepsi like you've created two mega giants that just stand head and shoulders over like almost every other game ever made like these are eternal these will be embedded into the zeitgeist for centuries because magic the gathering has been around since like i don't know the 70s or 80s or something like that dnd has been around since that same time um and I just recently got into Magic the Gathering. My my roommate, Zumbi, Zubi, um and one of my uh, other best friends, Josh, who lives in Kalamazoo, when we lived together in college, they they would play it all the time, uh, those two, and then our other roommate, Rob. Um, and for some reason, I just didn't want to get into it. Um, it seemed like there was just like a lot of learning. There was a big learning curve, and just the copious amounts of money you have to spend on your deck to make it good um, just kind of turned me off at the time. Um, and it's, it's ridiculous that I'm talking about this because there are so many other people who are experts or her, or, or, or are veterans in this game, um, who could speak on it. I, I feel like I'm the guy who like changed their tire once and is like, yeah, I'm a, I'm an engineer. Um, but the basic premise of magic, the gathering is kill your opponents. <laughs> um, very simple. You pretty much start out with 20 life points and they can go down or regenerate depending on the the decks that you build. Um, So pretty much the the outline of it is there's just different colors and you try to build a deck based on a certain color or two colors or sometimes even a mixture of three colors, which is what I'm fucking with now. But apparently that's looked down upon, but I don't know. Um, So the colors are white, black, red, green, and blue and just simply off the top uh black is really good for destroying creatures um so the whole base i don't even know i I feel like i'm starting out there's so much to talk about when when trying to explain this game so the basic premise is you have mana cards which are just resources um, which allow you to get creatures out on the field and you can attack and kill your opponents with creatures or spells or enchantments All of it costs uh, resources. And when you get those onto the field, you technically tap it. So what you do to signify that is you turn your card to the side, meaning that you are using it for this round. And then once it goes around a full rotation, depending on who you're playing with, typically it's just one-on-one, but it can also expand to three or four or five or six sometimes if you're really crazy. Um, And that's where I think it gets really fun because right now I'm just playing with Zuby and his girlfriend Courtney that he got hooked onto it too. And so when you attack... Um, unless your character has vigilance, this perk called vigilance, Um, if you attack, that means you're pretty much left defenseless for the next turn, unless you have a bunch of other creatures that you didn't attack with. Um, And again, the basic premise is to just kill your enemies, you're just trying to survive. And so each color has their own like benefits and shortcomings. So like black is really good for just just outright killing people. Like there's a lot of cards where it's just like you can watch somebody soup up these characters and they can have amazing creatures and then all of a sudden you can just throw down a spell that says, "Sorry, that creature's dead." And unless they're blue, because blue's really good at like counterspelling and stuff, where it says like your spell doesn't work unless you pay this amount of mana or this spell doesn't work, yada yada. Um, next color is white. White's really good for I think just like at least from what i've seen is it's really good at just adding enchantments so like you get a plus one attack bonus and a plus one defense bonus for like each characters that you have on the field and stuff like that and it's also really good for like adding additional damage so if you choose to attack somebody they get to choose who they want to defend with um so that could either they could either block and kill your creature or they sacrifice their creature um so they don't lose any life yada yada um, red. Uh, red is one I'm kind of unfamiliar with. From what I've seen is it's really good if you have, like, a group of creatures. So, if you have giants or dinosaurs, just make sure that it's exclusively, like, one or the other. Like, because a lot of the perks are based on, like, if you have giants and this person enters the field, they get times to attack damage and stuff like that. Um, and then green is really good for creatures. And then adding on, like, special perks and... Uh, somewhat like counter spells I know there's some of it has death touch kind of like black um, and then blue is really cool because it's very much spell and enchantment based so a lot of it is you get the final say in what somebody gets to do in a turn so if they decide to attack you you can go no you don't attack me or you could go wait I'm gonna pick up a card and then throw this instantly and that could stop you um, so there's just a lot of different strategies with building and assembling a deck, and then going and playing against somebody. And it's different than like most other games, because most other games are just like luck, and something like Catan is so out of your hands, because anybody can just roll random numbers, and that can just screw you, and you can lose that way. But in Magic the Gathering, it's a lot of it, like you can get into some like pretty heated games, because losing sometimes is very personal, and because you can just keep reorganizing your deck after you play, um, you can find specific cards that pretty much just fuck over your friends, um, <laughs> which is pretty fun. So it's like it's kind of personal, and it it's it, it kind of gives me that like competitive drive that I miss so much from like high school sports um, to like work on something so I can just beat somebody I know at something. And it's really fun. And that's so if you if you're interested in some kind of advanced kind of card game uh, similar to this, um, let me just warn you right off the bat. It's it's expensive. It's an expensive hobby. Buying cards is not (laughs) um, it's not cheap necessarily, which is unfortunate. I know like online you can buy some cards and stuff like one for 25 cents, but typically you try and buy them for packs, And I don't know. It's just a really fun game. It really is. If you take the time to like. Read through everything, and you have somebody who is willing to teach you. I was fortunate enough to have my roommate Zubi teach me everything and be super patient for every question me and his girlfriend had. Um, but the reward, the re- like, the reward of actually winning a game is so satisfying. It it feels better than like almost anything I've ever done. Like Settlers of Catan doesn't even come close. A game called Scythe, where the board is bigger than most tables, and it's like a five person. Kind of risk game, even risk. Like winning risk is nowhere near as exciting as winning in Magic: The Gathering. And typically, you lose a lot too because the games can just go any amount of ways depending on how the cards are played and stuff like that. Um, I did a terrible job at explaining how it's technically played. Uh, more or less, it's kind of pivoted into me just kind of advertising <laughs> a game that's been around for four centuries, like four centuries, four decades. that doesn't even need it. Um, But my goodness, it is just such a fun goddamn game. And I feel like such a tool for not realizing this in college when I had time and people to play it with. Um, But goodness, um, maybe I'll do a part two on this if if I feel like I didn't do a good job explaining it. Either way, so much freaking fun. Uh, The way that we got into it is we... Well, actually, Zuby just threw down a bunch of money on like... I don't know, 20 packs of cards and we did a draft and that was really fun because the thing that's kind of shitty about it is if you run into people who have played it for a long time, they have really good decks because they've accumulated so many cards over the years. Um, So evening the playing field, everybody is picking from the same decks, yada, yada. Like nobody's going to have a deck that's like light years ahead of anybody else because they're all from the same time period. They're all kind of similar in creatures and spells and stuff like that. And the game does a really good job of balancing everybody's card decks. Like, you could play somebody who's all black and they have a bunch of creatures who have, like, death touch and they have a lot of spells that can kill your creatures. But if you're somebody who's, like, has a really good blue deck, blue mixed with, like, white or black or something like that, then you can have a lot of counter spells that can counter those, like, I don't know, those death spells. Or you can have a lot of, I don't know, you could have cards that kind of say like fuck your creature with death touch and stuff like that it's just really well balanced in when you read some of these cards or somebody has a really cool creature like at first it might seem like this is impossible there's no way we can beat this but there are ways you just have to find it you just have to find it and that's so much fun it adds an unbelievable element of strategy that is just truly rewarding which is what like all tabletop games or anything like any kind of competitive game should aim for um anyways ah, god i just have a bad habit of letting these pods go on for longer i need to be like ryan markowitz and write my stuff out and just be concise to the point and have some good punchlines because i don't have any of those but anyways take care thanks for listening things are going to go.